Welcome to SL Advisors Talks Energy. I'm Simon Lack. At SL Advisors, we invest in energy infrastructure. We read about energy. We talk to people in the energy sector. We write about energy. We explore how the shale revolution is leading to American energy independence and how climate change is impacting how energy is produced and used. Nothing we say should be construed as a sale of securities, which can only be made through the relevant prospectus. In this week's podcast, I'm going to consider Democrat policy towards energy prices. This has been a great week for the world. Pfizer's announcement of their COVID vaccine with 90% effectiveness at last shows light at the end of the tunnel. Lockdowns and self-quarantines are the same public health measures used to fight the great influenza of 1918. I recently read John Barry's book by that name. Bill Gates had included it on his summer reading list. And although, as Pfizer has shown, science has progressed enormously in the last century, lockdowns, face masks, and self-quarantines were all the authorities had to fight that virus. It burned itself out before a vaccine was discovered, and that particular virus still exists today in a much less deadly form. So it was a great week for mankind, And less importantly, perhaps it was a great week for the energy sector because crude oil prices jumped on the prospect of life as we knew it coming back. Rising energy prices also helped energy stocks, so pipelines had a great week too. In fact, it looks as if the great rotation has begun. Tech stocks have been beating value for years. We wrote a blog earlier in the week looking at the ratio of the triple Q with the Russell 2000 Tech versus small cap value, you can find it on our website. That ratio, the triple Q versus IWM, broke decisively through its 200-day moving average. It's the first time in years it's happened. The eventual resumption of whatever new normal is will presumably take some of the wind out of Amazon, Netflix, and all the other stay-at-home tech stocks that have been so strong while helping financials and energy. Democrats should be especially thrilled. Their guy won, and they'll be pleased like everyone else about the vaccine news, but higher energy prices are good for Democrat policies. Nothing would help the shift to renewables more than if fossil fuels were expensive. Democrat policies are designed to get us there. We could already expect a fracking ban on federal land. The new administration will use other tools to further limit new production. The focus of climate change policies is on supply. They never suggest tax in the end users. If the government put a $1 a gallon federal tax on gasoline, that would quickly alter consumer behavior. But even the Green New Deal didn't suggest that. They focus on constraining supply. Because if we produce less, we'll have to use less. That means prices will have to rise. Don't expect President Biden to come right out and say it. But it's a coherent strategy. Talking about climate is often like talking about religion with some politicians. They don't actually understand the complexities of the energy system very much, and that's never very satisfying. So what we need are policymakers and governments around the world that actually understand the mix of technologies, how they'll come along, and the cost of these technologies, uh, rather than rushing to get elected with what sounds too good to be true. That's Bob Dudley, who used to run BP. His description of climate change as religion is a good one. It's often true in chatting with non-politicians too. Pragmatism, 
A willingness to compromise is rare, but the truth is low energy prices will slow the energy transition. You can see the progressive wing of the Democrat Party, the authors of the Green New Deal, starting to figure this out. Earlier this year, in April, when crude oil prices briefly traded at negative because there was nowhere to store it and nobody was drying or flying, AOC, the darling of the progressive wing of the Liberal Party, sorry, the Democrat Party, tweeted how happy this made her. But the most newsworthy piece of that was that she then deleted the tweet because she thought about it a bit more and realized that crude oil priced at zero wasn't going to get many new buyers of electric vehicles. So if she's not for low energy prices, she's for high ones. This might be the only point on which the two of us agree. So in the months ahead, although the progressive wing of the Democrat party isn't in the White House, watch for their influence on energy policy from the sidelines. For example, rapprochement with Iran isn't good for the energy transition because it'll bring another one and a half to two million barrels a day of crude oil on the market, keeping prices lower than they would otherwise be. I think for an energy investor, Biden in the White House isn't going to be all that bad. And as solar and wind grow in importance, we're going to need more natural gas to keep the lights on when it's not sunny and windy. Don't be dissuaded by the lack of enthusiasm energy executives have for a Democrat administration. Quite a few pipeline companies have announced new stock buyback programs in the last couple of weeks. They figure they'll have less building to do. And for a pipeline investor, that's a good thing. You can thank the anticipation of Democrat policies for getting these companies to decide there's less new stuff to do, meaning they can send more cash back to us, the owners. A COVID vaccine and rising energy prices made it a great week. Thank you for listening to SL Advisors Talks Energy. To find more episodes like this one, go to our website, sl-advisors.com. There you can sign up for our blog, watch videos and webinars. Follow us on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Twitter at Simon Lack.